You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The Voices of Kansas Welcome into another edition of the Tailgate Podcast. Todd decided to plug in the uh, board so we can now the audio be heard. Yay. Uh, yay! We had to do about five mic checks to figure out why we couldn't hear ourselves. No big deal. No big here deal. Here we are. Um, well, Duncan, run it back. You're back. We are back. <laughs> we are back. Yeah, that Damn. was the mission from the get-go, and here we are. And you get the matchup that you guys wanted last year. You get to face Brady in the playoffs. Yeah, he uh, he wasn't he wasn't up to the challenge of you know facing the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. But uh, when found some new some new dudes to play with, and uh, yeah, now I think Mahomes has an opportunity to get revenge for his one career playoff loss. Absolutely, as now more Super Bowl appearances than he has. Uh, games lost by more than a possession. Mm-hmm. He has more Super Bowl appearances than Drew Brees, than Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Dan Marino. Like, there's it's a long list of Joe Flacco. Damn good quarter. <laughs> yes, Rex Grossman, historically well-known elite quarterback Joe Flacco. Yeah, <laughs> he was elite. It was he was elite. It was a thing. A fact. A fact. <laughs> All right, do we want to go – do you want to get right into the Chiefs game and then talk about – what do you want to do? Because I feel like – I mean, we're just spectators here. This is, <laughs> this is your show this week, Duncan. I mean, I'm emotionally I'm distraught this week. You guys you? know this. It's Matt Stafford. It's Matt – yeah, tough, tough news. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. In, the, but... in, the snap, in, the, in our group chat, he sent us later on a cry, like crying emojis, and it was – Hours after we'd actually been talking about <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron and how funny like, Clint Barton is in that movie. <laughs> I was like, wait, did he, he like, die? Did, like, he didn't die, alive. dude. Like, oh, oh the Stafford Matthew Stafford. Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, that's how busy it was for Ty this weekend was I got to look at my phone at kitchen clothes. <laughs> <And that> was <laughs> at restaurant clothes. I'm like, oh, hey, well, look, I've missed In all fairness, <laughs> I missed that news, too. It was like, oh, six hours ago this was reported, oh. and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't even... Yeah, see that. I, I remember did. Seeing that. I did see it, but there's just been so much other potential quarterback yeah. movement. Oh man, we had a great we discussion had about that. that. Too, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's get into talking about the playoffs, and then we'll get into that in a little bit because oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we might have the most historically significant quarterback year of our lifetimes. Potentially but, one that I called. Yep. Ding. I mean, That's a, I think we were both on the like. This might be Rogers. We Last were, we trend. were, but I, I was, yeah, I like, from the, the second we saw that Jordan Love got drafted, For sure. like, oh, oh, anyway, we, we, yeah, we'll get yeah. to that. Uh, so, yeah, tell us your thoughts on the, on the AFC championship game, because <laughs> with your long post, I know that you. <laughs> I was, well, I mean, I was very frustrated at first, and so, something I haven't told either of you, when, uh, I, you know, I watch a very Chiefs game with my buddy Ponch, mm-hmm. uh, so it was just the two of us sitting there watching, we'd watch the NFC championship, he put on an awesome spread, like, we're having a good day and just all about football. And so here we are watching this early in the Chiefs, in the Chiefs-Bills game. It's like, okay, we gave a field goal. All right. And we see the big sack on second long there, on the second possession. And all of a sudden, the uh, the feed cuts out. Oh, no. Our feed cut out for like five minutes. And we're just like, what the hell is going on? I was like, well, 
Because we, we saw the beginning of the third down run and was like, okay, we see him going towards out of bounds. So that's fourth down. They're going to have to punt. He and I both get alerts on our phone a couple minutes later. It's nine to nothing. What in the hell just happened? Was there a penalty? Was there this? And so he's sitting there like trying to call his cable provider, trying to get, just get everything figured out. I'm like text messages are blowing up my phone, and I'm just we're both in a panic. So it didn't start off well, both uh, it literally in the game and for my viewing experience. Hey, do you guys stress. remember when I said the Chiefs would drop ten points to the team and then you come back? You suck. You were wrong. It was nine. I know, yeah. but, but like sitting there and like watching them get ready to kick that extra point, being like the, huh, wow, this worked out perfectly, and then the Chiefs just being like, oh hey, right. Well, and it, there was ketchup people, kid. I got this. People in one <laughs> ketchup kid hunts. <laughs> <laughs> the ketchup kid that plays for the, for the, the hunts. hunts for the hunts. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Wow. It just it just works. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, we got we got everything sorted out just like the Chiefs. Our viewing experience got sorted out, and we, we just we were cruising the rest of the game. Yeah, there were to your point of saying that. Yeah, it was going to be ten nothing. There were people in my group chat. One of my group chats just saying is like, "Oh, this is deja vu, blah blah blah." And I'm just like, if I had a this that could come through the phone, that could, <laughs> happening right now. Yeah. That could happen. Uh, but no, that was a just. It's unbelievable to continue to see just the supreme excellence of not just Mahomes, but I mean Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Tyree Kill. It's it's just Even unbelievable what those guys can Michael do. Hardman, Michael Hardman, yeah. One of the coolest things that I saw was uh, was the sideline interaction after his mm-hmm. fumble. He goes to the sideline, throws the coat <laughs> over his head, yeah. and I mean Kelsey and and Mahomes at different points come up to him and are like, "Hey, man, no, like don't sweat it. Keep your head up. We're gonna go back to you." And then he has the long end around mm-hmm. run. That was yeah. after he I even mean, had the touchdown. You know, yeah. that was yeah. that's to Andy Reid's credit and Patrick Mahomes' credit. They're like, hey, let's get the ball back in his hands. Like, yep. hey, you made a mistake, and that's something where, you know, people are freaking out, and it, mm-hmm. my, like, I was upset. But it's one of those things: is you, as a leader, you don't get down on the guy and say you right. you screwed up, blah blah blah. Right. You say, yeah, you made a mistake. What are you going to do to get it back? You gave you essentially gave up six. So what are you going to do to go get six? Right. Leaders are made and he did that in this sport. Like you, mm-hmm. you see the guys that have those moments and then stay down it's because they get thrown under the bus i actually got reminded because of another packers playoff uh collapse remember the uh brandon bostic oh Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. instead of blocking he went to try to catch the onside kick against seahawks yeah Uh, he actually had some twitter interactions where like he's like i'm I'm gonna get blamed for this one i remember like everyone kind of threw that kid under the bus on that Mm -hmm. team and he never recovered. He's right. out of the league before he's 30. And, like, how leaders treat those guys in those situations speaks volumes. And that's something mm-hmm. that, I mean, I've been critical of Rodgers long in his career. Like, mm-hmm. he's, yes, he's, a, he's one of the best Phenom arm talent. Phenom arm talent. But I don't think he's a great leader of no. men. Like, he, he yeah. does get down on teammates when they make mistakes sometimes. And. Mahomes, always positive, and mm. bringing that back out of him is, right. is it's cool to see. Well, and it's, it's, it's what we've often discussed as well is, like, so the Chiefs take their lumps, but we've often said it time and time again, and it just rang true again. Once you jump the Chiefs, don't take your foot off the gas pedal. And field goals aren't going to be enough. No. And that's just like – and. When the Chiefs make mental mistakes, like McCole Hardman did, and all those stuff happens, they don't go over to the sideline and wallow in what had ha- what happened and let it ne- negatively affect the game script. Yep. They're literally just like, all right, cool, next play up, next yep. man up, next Stay man up. Stay positive. They yeah. build people up, the, the guys yeah. that make those mistakes, and 
that's why they are able to make those comebacks. Right. Everybody has confidence in each yeah. other and, and they're willing the, to work. The enemy just being like, no, we're not done with you yet, kid. You right. know, like, yeah. this, we're not, we're not sitting on the bench calling yeah. it a game. Yeah, you're, you're, you're still a huge part of this. Mm-hmm. And no, and it's, it's, tremendous, it's tremendous leadership. It's a tremendous sense of family, sense of just a close-knit group. Mm-hmm. And you saw that later on in the game, too. And this was one of the moments that I, I texted you guys. And when the whole, the whole melee was happening near the end of the game, the, that big fracas between yeah. the Bills' offensive line and a couple Chiefs defenders. And I'll admit, when I first saw that happen, I saw, when I saw Alex Okafor standing over Josh Allen, I'm like, get the hell out of there, man. What are you doing? Why are you taunting quarterback? That's going to be a 15-yard penalty. And then, of course, they show... No, Josh Allen straight up threw the football at his face. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a dirty hit by Okafor or anything like that. Like, he just threw – it was a moment of frustration for Allen. Understandable. He's a mm-hmm. young quarterback. Right. Don't forget, he's only 24 years old. Correct. And it was, yeah, it was a frustrating moment. And I, in that moment, too, the offensive lineman, 73, who came and just blasted Okafor, he had every right to. I, damn right you better be protecting your quarterback. Absolutely. If somebody was standing over Mahomes mm-hmm. and doing that, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd want Eric Fisher or somebody else just to come and lay the guy out. Yep. Yeah. Now, what 76 did afterwards mm-hmm. was completely uncalled for, and it blows my mind that he didn't get – both that he didn't get ejected for the, from the game and that the officials somehow decided that three personal fouls adding up to 45 yards was offset by one personal foul for 15 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know we've seen plays where a holding and a personal foul, 15 and 10 yards will offset one another. Five-yard difference. A 30-yard difference in penalty yardage, and you're saying that they offset. I mean, ultimately had no consequence towards the, the outcome of the game. Mm. But what in the hell? Yeah. I mean, and what was a questionable, a lot of questionable officiating, and I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit later because I know we'll talk a little bit about the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game, and there was mm. definitely some questionable officiating involved with that situation too, with that game as well. Mm. But uh, my point with that, though, is as that melee was going on, Tyreek and some others are starting to kind of edge onto the field from the Chiefs bench. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is the guy sitting there like, no, yep. no, no, like you pulling his guys back. And then as they're doing it, too, and it goes to commercial, what they didn't see and they showed what they didn't show during the game but they showed later on is Patrick Mahomes is sitting there. They do the chop, and he's looking towards the crowd, getting everybody pumped up. Like, as this is going on, as the officials are trying to sort everything out, and it's like the kid is just – he just has another level of just subconscious leadership. Like, yeah. he's just mm. – people used to call Joe Montana Joe Cool. Like, th- this guy is Patrick Cool. Like, he's just mm. – it's unreal, just the, the ice that flows through his veins. Patty ice. Patty, Patty ice. ice. <laughs> Sorry, Matt Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could pass that nickname along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's run its course. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. He had the clutch moments early in his career. And other, but yeah. It's, this, it's yeah. 23, bro. Sorry, man. Yeah. wasn't your fault, though. was not your fault. No. Yeah. Uh, just like a lot of this game, not Josh Allen's fault. You know, mm. The Chiefs just dialed up the right – Play calls for him made him uncomfortable. I saw a lot of people saying, oh, Josh Allen wasn't ready for the big moment. I don't know if it's necessarily that. I think it was just a combination of maybe maybe he wasn't quite as prepared as you would have liked. There, there was that. But there, there also I think was. the Chiefs were making – they were taking him out of his comfort level. Yeah, for sure. They were, but there was also that point where you could see it in Josh Allen's face that – he was scared of the Chiefs. He was, well, and, he was frustrated. And frustrated, yeah. and then, like, everything that's happening. Like, it just – it's what you do uh, to those young quarterbacks, especially in those prime time. Like, the Chiefs have been there before. There's no there's no way around it. They were ready for that moment because they've been there before. Josh Allen was not. And there yeah. was a little bit – I mean, you should be intimidated of the Chiefs, but in the same fact, you shouldn't let it affect your game plan. And, like we said, field goals aren't going to be enough. And at the end of the day, you're, Josh Allen had – 
what the runner up for MVP this year, you know, especially at the end of his like the how good he did with uh, you know toward the end of the season. Yeah, top three for sure. And you had a great matchup, but you just couldn't get it done. And there's been those moments with Josh Allen where you're just like, hey, like you've you've grown and improved so much. And honestly, looking for the future, looking next year. I'm really excited because yeah. Josh Allen every on. year has added something to his game from the year before. So I want to see what comes next. Next, this is, next year is huge for him because mm-hmm. right now yeah. you can kind of say so far in his career at every level that this year is an outlier passing year. Right. This is the only year where he's passed for over 60%. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. Like next year, if if it continues, then you start, have to start believing in Josh Allen. Like, right. Not that like down the stretch of this year that – he didn't build believers. Like, I went from being, I don't trust the kid, to mm-hmm. I picked him almost every week towards the end of the year. Same here. Yeah. You and I started off this season as, like, you know, Stephon Diggs is not going to make that big of a difference and for right. the Bills. And, right. man, eight, eight crow. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll full well admit it. Yeah. yeah. But you have to sustain. And exactly. And so far, throughout his, you can go look it up, high school, college, pros. Mm-hmm. This is the only year over 60%. Mm-hmm. He continues that, continues to grow, continues to add things to his game then he can be that next yep. guy. And something I actually wanted to send yesterday, but I kind of ran out of time and went into work and just ended up deleting the message. A uh, blogger that I follow brought up a good point. Uh, we shouldn't assume that they'll be back. Right. No. Uh, nothing is given. They have to earn it. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it many times. You have a very short window, shorter than any team thinks, to win Super Bowls. So you have to capitalize when you're in those moments. Look at mm-hmm. Houston. Houston was a three seed in the playoffs last year. Not even, a, yeah, not, not even, even relevant. And now should really. should, should, should yeah, have the third overall right pick. In the and draft. going back yeah. to that division, there's rumors that Deshaun Watson goes to Miami. Deshaun Watson goes to Miami. Brian Brian Flores system. You can't write off no. what Miami did at the end of the year. Well, and then even even if they don't trade for Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, you still have the the potential growth. I will say the expected growth of Tua Tagovailoa into and Miami is one of those teams that I view as a contender in the AFC for the next decade. Right. Whether it's Watson or it's Tagovailoa, I think might be a year or two longer if it's Tagovailoa. But I see them. I see the Baker Mayfield led Browns. I yep. see the Josh Allen led Bills. I mean, you still, yeah, he's down right now. But Lamar Jackson. I think is going to figure some stuff out. Right. And, and the Patriots. Uh, the Patriots are say, they're getting their full defense back, and they go out and get a quarterback. Million dollars in cap space. Yeah, they go out and get a quarterback. See it. But I'm saying like they, don't think the this Patriots this season back? this season I came in high on the Patriots. <laughs> I picked the Patriots because I was like I want to pick the Bills. They were not ready to write off the roster. Patriots yet. The roster was not talented. True. They had the most. They were still. I will. I will reiterate. Writing off the Patriots with that roster. I will reiterate this next year. I will reiterate this until I die. First, I'm not saying that. That's fair. That's fair. I want to see. They had the most opt-outs. They had the most opt-outs on their entire defense. Arguably, their most important defender. Exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna wait and see what they do at quarterback. Also, two guys over thirty years old had opted out though too, and so you're expecting two guys over thirty. No, years I'm not old saying to come that that's like the same players. But they had Cam Newton, who <laughs> didn't even pass for more touchdowns Jeez. than Dak Prescott last year, and he played true way more games. And I'm not even writing off Cam Newton's performance because the receivers were bad. I am they had historically performance. Bad. I'm not. I will not say that because he couldn't make something work with those receivers that he's not good. I'm not going to say that. Oh, I'm not saying There's he's not good. a lot of I'm quarterbacks that you can put. I'm not. Oh, for sure. But 
Cam Newton will never no, start another like, Very few quarterbacks could be put in the situation True. Cam Newton was in, put in, and the play calling that he was given at times and win a lot of games. Yeah. And he still won some games that we didn't think that he was going to win. True. So I, I want to see what they do at quarterback. I want to see what they do with when they get their defenders back and what they do in the draft. But I'm not writing off Bill Belichick. He's done too much to deserve our respect in that regard. That's, that's fair. He's honestly the main reason why I'm saying we shouldn't be saying that the Bills will be back because they got the benefit of having the playing the worst Patriots team in 22 years. But they still went far. 13 and three. In sure. what you also had, the Dolphins were competitive in that division, and so sure. you had you could have a couple breaks go differently. You have potentially three playoff teams off out mm. of that division. The Jets will be back, and so I think the Jets might make a jump. I mean. I'm seeing a lot of mo- a lot of mocks of them keeping Darnold, but going out and getting Devontae Smith. You already got Mackay Becton, that the the stalwart left tackle. Like I think that there there could be some pieces in place that the Jets might win six seven games next year. I mean, there's I think a, any wide receiver at two is a mistake with the talent at quarterback, not like tackle even. Yeah. I think it's potentially, more but you've also got arguably the best tackle out of this last year's draft. I said arguably. No, that's not arguable. He's I'm, not. No. It's, Tristan it's, Wirfs is the highest-rated rookie offensive player overall Okay, the second the – I'll, I'll, I'll acknowledge then <laughs> the second close. best. Okay, in any other year, he would have been the best tackle sure. taken out of this draft. But That's not to take anything away from that. That offensive Beckton. line was still bad. Yeah, because so they, they don't have still anything else on it. But you can, they I, also have – I all, still go – They also have cap space, and so <laughs> they can also go and invest on some of the – Sure. Because there's going to be some guys out. It's right here. This, this room's a disaster. This is a disaster. <laughs> but um, it, was a, it was Chiefs playoff. Yeah, it was a it was a Chiefs playoff. It was AFC Championship. Yeah. But anyway, so we're we're getting a little off there. That's yeah, yeah. that's you know. But we're yeah. we're disagreeing, and that's what we should be doing on this show. So, Absolutely. Uh, Bel- yeah. Belichick will be back. I just like to For hate sure. on Belichick. So. I know. Um, no, but with the Chiefs, anyway, a couple more points on that. It was we saw again. I think Travis Kelsey has definitively. He, this season has shown he is the best tight end in the game. Nothing against George Kittle. Yeah, I absolutely love George Kittle. And it was an injury that, that sidelined him this year. It's still closer than people will like Oh, admit, absolutely. But, but Kelsey jumped up to that. For sure. One, the 1A over the 1B. Yeah. Um, and because what Kelsey did this year and what we saw him do, 13 catches in that. And yeah, the Bills are not strong against uh, tight ends. They're not strong defending tight ends. But still, 13 catches. Just the way that that guy is able to create separation in the middle of the field from guys who are all over him. Mm. And he still manages to create just that sliver of separation where he gets that catch. I mean, that is invaluable for for Patrick Mahomes, especially on third down plays. And then what Tyreek Hill can do. And Tyreek Hill should have had even more yardage. I mean, he dropped that 30-yarder that the defender had nothing to do with that. He full well got away from the defender, and it just whoop, went right through his hands. And you knew that was probably one of those things, too, where it pissed him off. And he's like, uh-uh, no, I'm not doing, not that, doing again. that again. Yeah. I mean, he came over and he apologized that he wasn't faster on that 70-yard run that Saw he couldn't that. get in the end zone. So and he's getting old. Yes, he's, yeah, he's getting, he's getting <laughs> slow, he's slowing down in his old age. Um, but it was, uh, I mean, it, was, it was a game that I think for, it was very cathartic for a lot of Chiefs Kingdom because a lot of people have been like, can we finally show what we're capable of doing? And it wasn't like last year where we faced – and nothing, not t- trying to take anything away from the Titans last year, but we were facing the sixth seed at home. This time we straight up faced the number two seed, the team that a lot of people came out and said was better than the Chiefs, that ESPN – the national media was all over trying to say that the Bills are better than the Chiefs. ESPN so came stupid. out, their tale of the tape, 
and they had they had it head coach, defense, quarterback, mm-hmm. number one receiver. They gave the Chiefs the advantage at head coach and in defense. They gave the Bills the advantage at quarterback and number one receiver. I'll I'll say maybe number one receiver, but to to give the Bills the advantage at quarterback, and yeah, there was think- question marks about Mahomes going into the game given he'd come out of the protocol and the turf toe, but. I'm sorry. Give them number one receiver, man. Like I, I would Diggs, also give them number I, one receiver. I don't receiver. think Dig, I think Diggs is good, but I don't think Diggs is definitively better than Tyreek. No, Hill. I don't I, think he is either. In I, any regard. No. So for for in my opinion, on it's that, like Michael we, Thomas last yeah, year. When we talk about when we talk about the best receivers in the league, I, I obviously think we have the like right now. You have to look at like Devontae Adams as clear number one, I guess, to me. Um, but in the same fact, number one, right, like from there, it is that tier drop-off, and it is literally Diggs and Tyreek. And they are interchangeable, in my opinion, because well, one I mean, is like... I'm Hop- one, Hopkins is ahead of them. Oh, yeah, Hopkins. God, why do I... I, did, I see, and I'm going to disagree. I put, well, I put Adams and Diggs in the same category because I think they're not as talented as the other receivers, but they're just so well-polished, and they're mm. so good at the route running in their hands right. and just precision. Getting open and... And that, but they are also the high volume targets on their team, mm-hmm. and just and that's why I say a Michael Thomas. Drastic, yeah. yeah, and that's why I say a Michael Thomas. They, I think the three of them are in the same category. Whereas mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins is just a step above them, and I also think Tyreek Hill is a step above those three too. Because Tyreek Hill, yes, he doesn't have to be the number one receiver in the offense because of Travis Kelsey, but the things that Tyreek Hill can do and routinely does do, none of those other guys are even capable of doing. I mean, the speed, it's not just that he's the fastest guy on the field. He is the quickest. Like, you don't often right see a guy ball, yeah. who, can, who can just straight out outrun you but also create the separation that he can. Mm. You, it's usually one or the other. Even Jeff Schwartz tweeted, or I'm sorry, I don't know if it was Schwartz, but somebody tweeted this out the other day saying that you either have one or the other. Tyreek Hill is the best at both. And right. that's, I mean, you have, know, you, had, you had multiple plays in this game. That like one of the ones that I will completely mention as well, which I complete I do understand the Tyree Hill argument is he was lined up against Trey White, and mm-hmm. he is arguably the third best corner in the league, if not higher than that, um, maybe behind Gilmore. And he he is a he, I think he, he established a, himself as being better than Gilmore this, this year. year. Yeah, right. Any any position, it's a meritocracy. But Gilmore didn't have a good year. Tyreek Hill jumped him and got him, got the best of him. On just right off the gate, right on the line, and that doesn't happen often. He does, from he does that, that guy. routinely yeah. to the elite corners in this league. Yep, yep. J- the Jalen Ramseys, the and <clears throat> even Gilmore last year, who's mm. uh, had was defensive player of the year last year. Yep, yeah. Like Tyree Kill, every single game, there's multiple moments where you go, "How is he that open? Mm-hmm. How? Mm. Like, yeah. it's mind-boggling." And, and yeah, especially there was. Uh, him and Kelsey both. I mean, on the late touchdown that Kelsey had, that was the question. How the hell do you got 87? There's nobody within mm-hmm. 10 yards of him. Exactly. Like, what in the hell are you doing? Right. And I, I don't know. I, I do I do respect a lot of Diggs' game, and that's probably where I'm going oh, from. Oh, absolutely. Um, sure. And I think that I, I do agree that Tyreek Hill is the better playmaker. Um, but there is that thing where it's like I, I wouldn't necessarily write off Diggs as the receiver because he's not writing him off. I'm just right. saying Tyreek's better. Okay, yeah, Dix is very good. I would yeah. take him over most receivers in the league, but Tyreek is better. People put and people put Diggs ahead of him, and it's a lot of it is because of the receptions. And mm. yeah, he had an outstanding season. Again, he was basically jo- the main guy that Josh Allen went to. Mm. And yes, he doesn't. Josh Allen doesn't have a tight end, 
or a number two target, the the quality of whoever you want to say is the number two in the sure. Chiefs uh, the Chiefs offense, Hill or Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, it wasn't like the number one had numbers taken away by the number two. They both if they both played all sixteen games, Hill and Kelsey finished top three, top four, both of them and, in and, receiving. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's yeah. insane to think about. And, like that's Nuts. it's just it's this offense is is running on a whole other level. And they, Tampa Bay's got a lot of work in front of them. I mean, this is Buffalo looked like a lot of people thought it was going to be Buffalo. The Chiefs handled business. They showed why they came out. And, like, to your point, when you say it's hard to return to the playoffs, it's hard to recapture the magic you had last year. Yep. And we've talked so much coming into this that in a COVID offseason, in so much this unique situation that we've never seen before as sports fans and that coaches have never seen in front offices and players have never seen that the Chiefs trying to re, re, try to maintain continuity was huge. and But other teams tried to do that too. Right. And it's just you don't have what the Chiefs have in that clubhouse, in that locker room, and in leadership like Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed. Mm. I mean, what Andy Reed, the, the faith, the love that Andy Reed has for his players, like the guy is the ultimate players coach, and that's something that is always – it's, people have always gone back and forth on that. Andy Reid is the example that shows that, yeah, you can be a player's coach and win in this league. It might take oh, a while. Sure. It might take longer to finally reach that mountaintop. Mm-hmm. But, man, when you get your right guys who you fully believe in them and they believe in what you're doing, like, mm-hmm. it's uh, unreal. It's like crazy things can happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's – I just, just feel like that's something that never really fully came to fruition for him when he was with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. He always had an outlier player who was just like, was an enigma with the mm. TOs of the world. <clears throat> and it did cost him games there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been incredible to watch the run that he's had with the Chiefs. Such a great redemption story, if you remember everything, like yeah. when he was leaving Philadelphia. But Which, we, yeah, we mentioned last week, we saw how Philadelphia burned out Doug mm-hmm. Peterson in about a third or a quarter of the time that yep. Andy Reid was there. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's crazy. Uh, so they decided to go super young this time. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully a younger guy takes a little bit longer to, to burn out. But I don't know. That, that's a whole different story. Um, the other game. All right, let's talk. What did you guys think of the call at the end? I, not the, not the s- penalty call. The s- coach's call to not go for it. So I immediately wanted to jump in. Can we talk about both at some point? Yes. Huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just want to talk about, like, that yeah. definitively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. We both, I mean, obviously, like, you, there is a I think I texted to, that to too. judge I what's know. going on actually with the like, end of the game where it's like, but the, the call to not, to, to, the call to kick the field goal obviously is the biggest thing in my opinion. Um, and Aaron Rodgers thought that they were going to go for it on fourth down, didn't think they were going to kick a field goal, so he played that play a little differently. LaForce even said after the game he never communicated to Aaron that right. mm-hmm. that was potentially going to be the situation what they did. Right. And you just don't turn the, you just don't get the ball back into Brady's hands and all that stuff. And yes, they did technically stop him on a three and out. And the the whole game was based off of non calls for pass interference and just like hand checking and all that stuff. And holding on and the holding, Packers part, which yeah. is something that also plays into that. Right. And so I do think that that specific PI that let the drive continue was kind of unnecessary because it's something that you let slide all game. But I do understand that it. You can't do it in that moment. In that, it, it, especially given the, and it was the re, it was the correct call. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, there, I found right. there's the picture that's all over. Is like that jersey. It was the undershirt, it's, but the undershirt was clearly yanked a full yard behind him. Right. It was the right call, but given the fact that they had not made any calls, and there was, 
just as uh, cons- it, like, just as big a consequential call at the end of the first half. Mm-hmm. A no, I'm sorry, a no call, mm-hmm. and that was the interception that Tampa Bay got, mm-hmm. and that was when the Green Bay, or I'm sorry, the Tampa Bay defender Bunt, uh, Smith Bunting or I Murphy Bunting, M- Murphy Bunting, thank you, uh, grabbed the sh- grabbed the jersey on the shoulder pad and yanked back, and that thrust himself forward to be able to grab that ball and make that interception. Right. And the fact that that wasn't called, because then it was there that happened, Green Bay's driving mm. to potentially, I don't remember what the score was. See, I think that was they were going, down. In, going into the half. It was twenty-one to ten. Yeah. They, they, so they, okay, they, so they yeah, had an opportunity then take the to take the lead. Yeah. yeah. So that's what Green Bay was driving for to take a halftime lead. That play happens, and then to Brady's credit and to Kevin King's non-credit, what the oh, hell were you doing? It was his right. first game back from injury, but still. Yeah, but was it wasn't awful. just that play. He got burned left All and right. Day. Oh, um, the, the game but, plan Arians went with when he saw what was going on, it was like, hey, we're just going to throw to Kevin King's guy until they learn how to stop it. Yeah, and so, and that was, I mean, that was a wonderful pass by Brady, and it was just an excellent call by Arians. And, yeah, all of a sudden you got 21-10 at the half, and who knows what's going to, like, that that looks like it was potentially going to be a runaway at that point. And, but that was, again, because of a no call on something that clearly should have been called, and then you're going to make that call at the end of the game, and not just make that call, you make it extremely late. Right. And that was like the honestly the part that was so weird about it was it was so late. But you could tell that entire game, Arians Arians did the water boy thing where he literally was like, "Yeah, that's my bitch." Because literally that entire game was an exposure on Kevin uh, Kevin King and how bad he was at covering any Tampa receiver. Yeah. And in even just going into right before the half uh, when Tampa got that Scotty Miller touchdown. You bring up the press coverage and you let him run on the outside. That is completely unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, they had no timeouts. Well, like they, there was no like you protect deep. Well, yeah, they didn't. They didn't have any guys deep at all, which is yeah. yeah. It, and if, cause that is if, more egregious than the end of the call game. If you just put three deep safeties at the goal line, even if like he catches it, you stop him at the one. Time runs out. Yeah, right. Like, <clears throat> That yeah. was the, literally the last play that before was the, the worst half, call, and in like, my opinion, like, yeah, for sure, that cost them the game, <clears throat> just as much then, as anything else. Just as much, yeah, just as much as yeah, that Lafleur decision to kick, and, and then, I was all over the fact that Aaron Rodgers. Why the hell did you not run the ball on that third down? Yes, you had so much yep. open field right there. And no, he's at, not as at he worst. Doesn't. He's down at the one. Thank you. Right. And, and him, him coming out and saying is just like, well, I thought I had another down. If you thought you had another down, why didn't you run? Because Still, then if you come up closer, shorter, yeah. what, what's you're smarter? What's, what's smarter? <laughs> Trying to then, oh, well, I've got fourth and goal at the nine-yard line, yeah. or you got fourth and goal at the one or two-yard line. I right. worst, comes to, worst comes to worst on that one, those linebackers, because Devin White was kind of in the picture, is Devin White has that break net, that breaking speed. But, but worst comes to worst, he's one, down what, on the third this, or and fourth? And this is, this is like, a sprint. <laughs> one-yard line. But at yeah, that point, was, it's a sprint to the pylon. Yeah, right. That's what gonna, it was. He's going to yeah. be pushed out pull at the one John Elway, jump, Pull the John Elway. Dive head first. You're going to break the plane. Right. You're, you're hoping that the, that Devontae Adams just I'm sorry, stands like, in front of his guy. What? Even say like, oh, Tristan Worth was holding on that last play too. Well, the Packers got away with holding all day. Okay, all day. Yeah. Their their right tackle was getting beat all day, holding his guy, and it never got called. They brought so, like, so much pressure off the edges with running three four man fronts. Yep. I'm sorry, you want to win this game? That's what the Bucks did to you earlier this season. You should have corrected that. And David Bakhtiari, big loss. And if, if you want to win yeah. that game. Capitalize off of three turnovers in the second half. They didn't do that at all. Thank you. Like, so I had I had man, uh, one of my today. friends. I, like, Packers, like, I had sorry, one of my friends. So many excuses. I know. Oh, was, uh, Brady's getting such preference. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, 
Brady gave them plenty of opportunities yep. to yeah. win that game. Yeah, for Skip ba- sorry, for the asshole who I slash kind we of will not say his name. I got about three quarters of his name out, but not all of it. So for that douchebag who used to cover the Cowboys and works on FS1, for him to be like, Brady did this, Brady did another one, blah, blah, blah. And he already came out, too, and said, Brady, if you look at that matchup that the Chiefs had with the Buccaneers, Brady would have won if he would have had more time. And it's like, you're all over Brady. Three second-half picks, man. He tried to hand the game if you to told Green me Bay. at the beginning of the game that he had three picks, I would have said, how much did the Packers they lost? They lost the turnover margin. They lost time of possession by a lot. Mm-hmm. They, <laughs> Embarrassingly like, amount. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can't make excuses for the Packers anymore. No. Like, you, the, right. it's, and I have some friends who are Packers fans, and they, they're like, this isn't even, like, a top three heartbreaking loss for us at this point. Like, you go back to the Bostic game and all the times that they've been in the playoffs, and you're like, ah, oh, the Packers are a front runner in the NFC. And they've been to one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they won that one, but it's, that's 11 years ago now. Right. When you talk about Aaron Rodgers' record in the AFC Championship game, one in four, mm-hmm. like it's like that's. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're supposed to be the elite, and you are elite. Like, don't get me and wrong. Here's and here's the thing: years ago, calling him the goat over Brady, and I'm like, well, where? But, well, but here's the thing: is yeah. he's, is he's he had he's had 300 yards and three touchdowns in the last three NFC Championships. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's, yeah, been he's been doing performing, his job, but it's just still there's other moments. things that he either doesn't come through in the clutch moments, yep. and or or it's. So the, the placing defense, the blame yeah. on other players. Too. Yeah. It's just like, and on. for him to come out is just like, well, that's not what I would have done, but blah, blah, blah. Then your 37-year-old veteran quarterback who mm-hmm. is supposed to be one of the superstars of the league, talk to your coach. Right. This right. isn't like it's it's a, you know, interim coach that you've only been working with for a month. Like, it's, it's not a guy like you just got rid of the near the, ending, near the end of year two. two. Right. You guys have Communicate. gone 26-6 and six and have gone to two NFC Championship games. And clearly should have been, like at least one of those years, the best team in the NFC yeah. this year. Last year, I think I've been on record saying I thought that they were the worst 13-3 and three team yes. ever. Right. But they were much better this year. They were visibly improved. It, and at multiple points throughout matter. the season, we were like, okay, who's the best team in the NFC? At one point, it looked like Seattle. At one point, it looked like Tampa Bay. At one point, it looked like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, by the end, it was like, yeah, it's Green Bay. I mean, right. there wasn't even a question. I mean, besides, uh, obviously, yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. But Their offense was, it was outer-worldly for the, for the end of the year. And even just throughout the entire year. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers was putting up, what, 220 yards passing game with four or five touchdowns. I mean, he was... Yeah. He was MVP putting, of the just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they MVP. have that MVP of the league. No longer MVP. In the regular <laughs> season, he outplayed Pat Mahomes, yeah. as far as mm-hmm. statistically. Mm-hmm. Like... The, it's just too many excuses. I'm sorry. They've had almost four. Like they've they've had two quarterbacks over the last 25 or however many years since far. What's it? 28 years. Yeah. And they've had three Super Bowl appearances with yeah. two Hall of Fame quarterbacks who have won multiple MVPs. You look right. at. I mean, and you look at. There's them and 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 the Colts. You look at two franchises that have had generational quarterbacks, mm-hmm. guys who had luck finished out. Had Luck played another five years or so, we're talking about a guy who may have been in the Hall of Fame. I mean, we're talking about a team that could you're talking you're talking two like two two teams with generational quarterbacks. The Green, uh, Packers over the course of thirty years, you won two Super Bowls. The Colts over the course of you had Manning and let's see, he retired for twenty years. You had them for twenty years because Luck retired after the eighteen season. Sure. So yeah. you had Manning and Luck for twenty years. You got one title out of that. Right. That is. It's, you, you, you won. T- you won titles, so it's still it's, it's it tough to call it futility. I'll say it again: the public ownership 
of the Packers is the biggest sham in sports. Mm-hmm. And until they accept that and get real ownership and a real front office to hold people accountable, it's not going to matter. And like, the, Packers fans, you can sit there and think, you know, that your team is mighty and your, your America's team, whatever you think that you are over the Cowboys. And no, they're not. Uh, you can think this and that. It's the Lions. It's. <laughs> say, yeah, say what you want. You still have the same amount of Super Bowl appearances as my Cowboys in the last, and in my lifetime. Talk how much you love Aaron Rodgers and you think he's better than a Tom Brady or a Patrick Mahomes or any other quarterback out there. You can't tell me that you you wouldn't you don't think that you wouldn't be getting ready to go down to Tampa in two weeks if you had Patrick Mahomes instead of Aaron Rodgers because Patrick Mahomes doesn't play some of the pussyfooting in that game that Aaron Rodgers does. Patrick Mahomes straight up runs. Chad Henney makes a run for the end zone. We were questioning in that moment. We're the only thing we were questioning this week was was Patrick Mahomes going to get out of concussion protocol, which we were pretty sure was going to happen. But then the other thing was like when we saw the turf toe, we're like, how limited is his mobility going to be? And he straight up put everything on the line. Doesn't matter. He's the best arm. Yeah, and it was one of those. And he makes and going. I mean, obviously going back to the Chiefs game, there's the little things that happen throughout that game that cement Patrick Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers, and it's like the taking two steps back to get a little extra space to wing the ball downfield mm-hmm. instead of taking a sack. And Aaron Rodgers, yes, moving and extending the pocket, but then collapses it in on himself and doesn't make the right call in that fourth down play. When you're looking at greatness, you see it very it, every game, day in, day out with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. When you're looking at greatness with Aaron Rodgers, you see flashes. And, you, and, you and it's a lot of flashes. It's, it's a lot than, of flashes. Right. But I'm saying yeah, like, you, like, you've seen it's the more than just flashes. Valleys, it, right. Like he is Consistent. a multiple-time MVP. Like yeah. it's He's just that like in the big games, you're just – it, there's lack you're there's wanting something more. Lacking. You're wanting more. Right. There's something lacking. It. Yeah, Patrick. Whereas, it's two coaches now, so you can't blame McCarthy anymore. Right. Like, oh, McCarthy was the reason why they never got over the hump and went to the Super Bowl again. Well. Is it LaFleur? No. 20, Mahomes. 26 and 6. And Mahomes comes out and produces. Mahomes comes right. out and produces. And so, mm-hmm. and I, like, I was telling Aaron before you got here, Ty, like a stat that I saw, and it was in, in the Mahomes era now, what is seven playoff starts? He, the Chiefs have had 63 offensive drives with Mahomes at the helm. Mm. Three turnovers in those 63 drives. Seven games, that's 28 quarters, so you come out to three, three turnovers, so you're basically averaging one turnover, turnover about every nine quarters. Yeah. Mm. A half a turnover a game. And so not, not even. Like, it's, yeah. it's absurd. And so the last, inter- the last turnover that he had, it was obviously two of those were the two interceptions in the, in yep. the, in the Super Bowl. Right. Since that second interception in the Super Bowl, he has led 19 offensive drives in the postseason for the Chiefs. Out of those 19 possessions, 10 touchdowns, five attempted field goals with the one miss against Cleveland, 33-yarder. Thanks, Harrison Bucker. Although, good job this last week. Uh, So there's 15 out of the 19. One punt, zero turnovers, three end-of-half or end-of-game kneel downs. I know that, it, like, obviously people can't see. That's what, production. The, the whole time Duncan was rallying off those stats, I had a, I had a zero held up in the air because I knew coming from that was zero I mean, turnovers. But, I mean, think about that. Like, you zero basically, you basically the, the, three, the three kneel downs basically don't count. Right. And like so you're saying. talking 16. So out of 16 possessions, you get touchdowns out of, on 10 of them. Yeah. Field goals should have been field goals on five of them, four out of five. Yeah. And then one punt. One punt. Zero. One punt. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah, Packer fans, you really telling me you wouldn't like to have that yeah. out of your quarterback? Oh, they'd. 
Packer fans are a different animal, man. Yes, they are. I love you. You look like you want to punch me in the face. I most certainly do want to punch you. Uh, Yeah, they're an interesting group to deal with. I've hey, I have a lot of friends that are Packer fans. I have friends that are Packer fans, but my sister, you guys have to understand how insufferable it is and how much we enjoy watching you lose in these moments. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, it's true. Sorry, Sorry. not sorry. Yeah, uh, but with all this uh, gushing over Pat Mahomes, I think we've all like whether we're Ty and I aren't even Chiefs fans, but we're we gush over watching Pat Mahomes play football yeah. because it's incredible. It's and in, it's like I literally I'm like one of those guys like I never really care about other teams winning or losing. It doesn't affect me either way. There's certain mm-hmm. teams I root against, but I'm never going to root for a team that's not my team. Right. It's not my thing. But I will absolutely root for that kid. Right. Like he is incredible mm-hmm. to watch, and I love watching the kid play football. But with all that, I do want to make, we've never really, I made this decision the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. and we haven't really announced it. And with it coming up in the net, we're under a hundred days till the draft. Yep. Um, we've talked about our, uh, draft competition, uh, mm-hmm. tentatively want to kind of call it draft battle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but we're taking on the spoken podcast. I don't know who they've picked picked for their charity, but with, Kansas City, this is Pat Mahomes' town. Um, we have chosen 15 and the Mahomes as mm. the foundation that we are going that is going to benefit from us beating uh, them <laughs> in the draft battle. Mm. So uh, we'll have more information on that. I think we're going to set up a um, GoFundMe page for people to donate to that because mm-hmm. the more money we raise, the better. There's going to be two local charities that benefit from this. So mm. be on the lookout for that on KCP. And both, and the- both charities will. We've mentioned before, but it will be 75% to the winning to yeah, the winning team's charity, down. 25% to the losing team's charity. Mm. Absolutely. And I was on the winning team last year, and I have full well intent of being on the winning team. Two of the people the winning team It wasn't your fault. What it was not your fault. It's not your fault. I mean, there was moments where it was my fault. There it were. may have been slightly your fault. It was, But it won't be this year because we're going to win. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but and if we lose, we blame Grant. We have some pretty cool stuff coming up with all that. Yes. Uh, some great ideas, and we'll probably dive more into the, the draft next it's, week. It's going to be bowl yeah. and stuff like that. So we've got, we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of the Senior Bowl information isn't getting out as quickly as it yeah. used to because of COVID. Mm. Uh, so there's a lot to dive into that we can't COVID. get to. Yet. So uh, yeah, we will dive into that. But um, should we wait till next week to make our predictions for the big game? Like kind yes, of I would. how injuries and everything yes. play out, and if things come out, so there's always stuff like the week of the Super Bowl that you kind of want to wait. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's wait till next week to make our predictions. I mean, there are but. you know some some like yeah some big things that were announced in that regard is Antonio Brown's going to play, Le'Veon sure. Bell is going to play, Sammy Watkins going to play. Mm-hmm. I did see a meme of something of Mike Tomlin sitting at home, just looking all depressed. Is like oh Antonio Brown and. Uh, Le'Veon Bell are going to play in the Super Bowl, and I'm and Bruce Arians is going to coach. Oh, and Bruce Arians going to coach. Yeah, <laughs> Roethlisberger is going to be sitting over there with. Uh, let's talk Bernie about Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he's going to be there too. Jags, good job. Yeah, the Jags team that somehow made the AFC Championship game a few years ago, and then yeah. we're trash again the next year. Also, that Leonard Fournette run, Jesus. Yeah, the one where he, like, <laughs> like, flipped into the end. Like, but did you did flip, you catch but... the first part of the run where he, like, tried to jump and he, like, made it just, like, a foot in the air? And it was just like, oh, come <laughs> that's on. That's all you man. got? <laughs> that's, He's that's a big it? boy. Yeah. Um, but big boy. Two we kind of hinted at it at the beginning of the show. I uh, wanted to kind of dive into, the, like, the crazy quarterback offseason we could yes. be having and how that can affect right, the out. draft. All right, Ty, you're going into timeout. <laughs> um, 
We almost put him in time time out earlier. We have over half of the league starters. It's in like not necessarily guaranteed that they're going to be there right mm-hmm. this year. I saw a list. Of, I mean, you have to even throw in Dak. I'm I'm fairly confident that he'll be there. Mm. Regardless, he'll get tagged or get signed to a deal. But you right. have Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, uh, Matt Watson. Ryan, Deshaun Watson, uh, potentially Tua Tagovailoa. Um, just a lot of guys who are like going into this season, you wouldn't even question like, ah, oh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be there next year. And yeah, with, is I, Big Ben gonna be there? Is you know, yeah, F- um, Philip Rivers obviously. Philip Rivers gone. Breeze gone. Right. Like we're in this weird. This is the. I wouldn't even say the first year. This is like the biggest year of a stretch of years that is going to be such a changing of the guard at quarterback in this league. It's going to be kind of insane to watch how it plays mm-hmm. out because there are guys disgruntled. There's guys that just need a change of scenery because I don't even think Stafford like necessarily like, yeah, I respect Detroit, but like at this point it's time to move. Well, so they said it was mutual. It was mutual. And so, honestly, uh, from our camp, um, what it, basically what it was was this team, they signed, obviously, um, kneecaps to a six-year deal. Um, and I, that's just basically what I'm going to refer to him as because he said we're going to bite kneecaps. Uh, they signed Dan Campbell to six years. And they obvi- I like that they got Anthony Lynn as a coordinator. I like some of the other moves that they made. Um, obviously, I'm kind of a fan of see what Brad Holmes can do as a GM. Uh, but – there was that mutual separation because it basically became very clear. They're like, hey, we're building this from the ground up, and we don't want you to be a pincushion on the back of that offensive there and waste your entire thing. Like, we're, we want to do right by you. You did right by us. Go out, try to get your ship. You know, go out, find a team. And, I mean, obviously we have some front runners that I would like him to go to. I do not want to see him wallowing on a bad thing, but I would love to see him in the I don't Niners think that they would do him that way. I right. think no matter what, they're going to try to put him in a good situation. I agree with that. Uh, barring them getting, like, a godfather offer from a, t- a bad team. But even then, I think, like, it, depending on what a team gives up for him, there are some bad teams that he can make a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like, I even the Jets are a team mm-hmm. where I'm like, man, if you put Matthew Stafford on the Jets and get him number one receiver, like, that makes him that could, make some could be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I would love to see him on the Colts. I'd love to see him. He says no. I I think it'd be fun. Oh, it would be it'd be a great uh, sit, great Niners, fit for him. I just don't want to see England, it. And the Niners, New England. Yes. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, like, if he made his way, to I'm not biased at it, all. Is it AFC? No, Duncan doesn't want. I'm it. not biased at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want the headband uh, back, Duncan. I want the headband back. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I brought it just in case. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, and there's a lot of those quarterbacks out there. Like if that, they're kind of interchangeable. I'm like, yeah, I'd kind of like to see what that guy right. like. Uh, Matt Ryan on the 49ers. Where he's worked with. Yeah, maybe he's worked with Shanahan already. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing there's... a tomahawk chop while I'm wearing a ninja <laughs> headband. Even like, like you have Raphael. to factor in. Yeah. <laughs> it's no guarantee that the the Saints go with one of the quarterbacks that are already there. Right. Like, if they have an opportunity to get a guy like Stafford or Watson or someone like that, mm-hmm. they're probably going to go for it. Because those two guys are 
definitely better than the guys they have on the roster. Mm-hmm. And I, I did see, obviously, like, it's one of those not, like, hopeful wishes, all, all that stuff. But I did see that, like, it'd be nice if you did go to the Saints and then, like, maybe we get Jameis. And then that, like, obviously give him a second chance to relive his career, um, to revive his stuff. But then also in the same fact, it's more committed to, like, a rebuild. But it also brings in a heavy passer that, yeah, you're going to expect a lot of turnovers because it's Jameis Winston, 32 for 32. Um, hey. But in the same LASIK. Fact, yeah, LASIK. Man, yeah. That's, that's, an imp- that's still something that nobody's ever done before. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. LASIK well, in the middle of his career. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, no, I'm talking about the 30 and 30. But yeah. yeah, 30 and 30. What if I told you? <laughs> his quarterback would wait five Well, Simmons years. is like, man, I never meant it to be anything like that. This is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it's gonna, how it could affect the draft, like with where, with how deep of a quarterback draft mm-hmm. is. It's crazy because like some of those teams that like we we were saying that like uh, half the playoff teams are quarterback needy this offseason. Mm-hmm. Like so, you take that into consideration. There was already a lot of trade up candidates. Now, if like some of those trade up candidates trade out mm-hmm. and get those, like you're going to have teams stacking picks that maybe don't necessarily need those quarterbacks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. some of those guys might fall further down. It's just a lot to. Mm-hmm. To watch going forward, right. and with well, how we dive into the draft, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, especially because, like, where the Lions are picking, mm-hmm. there's four teams in front of them mm-hmm. that need quarterbacks. So it's like if the Lions want to go get one of their guys as a quarterback, they have to move up, you know, because mm-hmm. there's they don't potential. Necess- they they yeah. don't necessarily. Right. Um, that's, and that's where that comes into because if the Jets, like we said, they're, they're not for sure moving on from Darnold. Mm-hmm. So if – that's another spot moves down in Atlanta. That's not guaranteed that they're moving on from Matt right. Ryan. There's another mo- one that could move down. Like it's, there's a lot of if and we, yeah, well, and I mean, in the past there's been teams that you expect like, yeah, they'll probably invest in a quarterback, but if they're not sold on the guy hmm. and they think that they need to improve other areas first, I think teams are smarter to do that and yeah. hang yes. on to a veteran quarterback that the wheels haven't really fallen off for Matt Ryan. He's right. a good quarterback with a bad team. Yeah. Like he has good receivers, but the defense is terrible. So maybe they think the they need to continue in garbage too. Huh? The running game's pretty garbage. Yeah, too. yeah. exactly. <laughs> so improve the whole line. They could be a candidate to instead take that's one of the sad, linemen. Man, that's degenerative knee. He is, he is like what Terrell Davis has, man. That's yeah. a bummer. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for Gurley. He I do too. should have had like a hall of fame career. And I mean, other than one offensive player of the year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Season like you have a lot of like. Yeah. And for people who think that he's old, like he he was at Georgia a year before Nick Chubb. Yeah. yeah. Like and Nick Chubb is definitely looked at as one of the young running backs in this league. He was mm-hmm. there a year before Nick. Chubb. Like when yeah. he hurt when he blew out his he knee. Signed his rookie extension like two three yeah. years ago. Two yeah. years ago. When he when he blew out his knee his sophomore junior year at uh, yeah his sophomore year at Georgia, it was Nick Chubb who mm-hmm. stepped in as the true freshman. So he's yep. not old. Right. No, he's old for a running back because of what the running back position has become. Well, he's but. he's old for a running back because of the wear because of the unfortunate nature of his knees. Yeah. I mean, I think no he's doubt. still only twenty five, twenty six years old. Yeah, that, I mean that would be right. He was, yeah, he was, yeah. Jesus. Sorry. Anyway, that was sidetrack. <laughs> but sorry, sorry, Todd Gurley. Yeah, we, we wish we, better. That's for what we you. talk about with running backs, though. Mm-hmm. Wear and tear, and they have the shortest career. True. It's yeah. just an unfortunate. A thirty-year-old running back is old. He's even an anomaly to that, though. Yeah, like, it's just unfortunate. Thirty-year-old receiver isn't necessarily old. No. And then we got Frank Gore out there just trucking away. Yeah, Still hasn't decided whether or not he's going to rush for eight hundred yards and three touchdowns until he averaged three yards. Yeah, a year. he's going to be the first one that plays with his son. 
He's going to shift it's... positions to a fullback and then block for his son. That's, that's only what he's has do. to last two years mm-hmm. to do that, which is insane to think about. Like, and that's if his son comes out early, which he's at like Southern Miss, so he's probably not going to. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's never insane. I expect Frank Gore to probably. And it's kind of crazy. Frank Gore is at exactly his av- career average is exactly 1,000 yards per season. <laughs> it's literally at, like, right at 14,000 yards That's or something awesome. like that. Not even a, a single yard over. Wow. So, like, it's so aesthetically pleasing if he just retires That's now. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, so, I love that guy. I do, too. He's <laughs> such, a, such a classy guy. He just yeah. shows up for work and, like I said, rushed for his 800 I, yards. I just hope he, and, I hope he yeah. comes back because I don't want his last season to be under Adam Gase. Mm. It's on him for choosing to go twice. To True. <laughs> True. <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah. Like I said, you can be an old man on the Chiefs next year if you want Frank Gore. We will be happy to have you. <laughs> I think. Would he even play? Like I don't think he'd see the field for that team. Dude, the Chiefs just the, the Chiefs end up needing running backs throughout the season as it is. So that's fair. All right. That's fair. Um, yeah. So quarterbacks, crazy quarterback yes. move in this offseason. Yeah. I mean, we thought it was crazy when Peyton Manning was available. We thought it was crazy last this year when Tom Brady was available. This is way bigger. ridiculous. And, yeah, a lot of it's going to be put on the trade market. But still, the quarterbacks that are going to be available. And then the biggest name of all that hasn't been officially made available but potentially could be Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we, we had our remarks about Rodgers earlier, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he is the most accomplished guy Came on this his list. Mouth. And, I yeah, said a lot of guys, a, a lot, lot of uncertainty, guys, yeah. including, including myself. Yep. And, and, and that was something I was the moment that I would, during our very first broadcast when we did the draft, the draft show, and I saw them take Jordan Love, and I just remember the just absolute disgust I felt myself, and I was like, they just pissed off one of the best of all time, and he's going to go out and have a monster year, and then he's going to want to trade. He's going to be like, oh, here you go, Packers. Here's, remember how good I am? Remember I'm Aaron Rodgers? Deuces. I want, he, I want the hell He even hinted at it in the no. postgame. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are still better than them. Well, true. Like, no. like, who cares if they get Aaron Rodgers? You guys have Pat Mahomes. If I'm yeah. if I'm watching an off season where I just saw the you shouldn't ascend- be scared of if teams I'm, being good. If I'm just get, like of any team, you guys shouldn't be scared. I like of being other an teams being good. There. I like being an asshole. I'm an asshole. Leo. Uh, I just yes, it, yes. it's it's weird with the. No, actually, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. It would be a lot of fun to see if if the Broncos got Deshaun Watson, which is a is a, a potential trade that's been thrown out, and if the, the Raiders got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, if Justin Herbert's the worst division that quarterback and he's a potential future Pro Bowler, mm-hmm. that's scary. Yeah, the rest mm-hmm. of the rest of the you know, the AFC is shitting their pants at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not be- actually scared of it. I'm just saying, no, no, no. I would actually love to see this because I think the AFC is this is the best conference and or at least the deepest conference, and that would make it insane. Mm-hmm. I just want one seeds every year. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I mean, call me selfish. Like I said earlier. The window is always shorter than you think. Yeah. Yeah. So. I uh, I do. I mean, I know that Aaron Rodgers had hinted at it kind of in his post-game uh, interview where he just hinted at just being un- displeased. And he honestly had every right to, uh, yeah. especially when we go back breaking down to the draft and all that stuff. Because at the end of the – like when we think about the players that are on that board, like they could have done themselves so much more favors by getting a wide receiver first and all that stuff. And granted, I do kind of see where – like their head was at when they got that AJ Dillon pick 
um, just because he's been slowly like just increasing all that stuff. I but that, but that to me, right? But that to me means that you're going to let go of Aaron Jones. Kind of yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like, that's are you going to let go? Aaron Jones is an unrestricted free agent this year. Aaron Jones is an unrestricted free agent this year, and. Yes, A.J. Dillon did perform well in this last game, specifically that one run where he was literally carrying the defenders. But in the same fact, so you're letting him go. You're most likely, if you get rid of Aaron Rodgers, you get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Like, where is that team going to be at? Where is that team going to be at? You know? Are they going to be feeling the love out there in Green Bay? No, probably not. I know I won't be feeling the love with Devontae Adams on my dynasty team. <laughs> You'll be feeling the love as a Lions fan. All the targets. You'll be feeling the love as a Lions fan, though, because then the Lions will be in better position than the Packers will. Bring it. Future. <laughs> the sigh there, I love it. I need a moment. It's just yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say uh, Aaron Rodgers is a regular guest on the Pat McAfee show now, and he did say today he goes, "No, I expect to be back at Green Bay next year." But it, I feel like he's of course he's going to say he's that. always That's kind of a service. reactionary person. I think you get more real Aaron Rodgers in his post game mm-hmm. when he's pissed right. off than you're going to get when after a few days to think about it and be like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. Because, like, yeah, and because that's the way that... trying to save face. That's the yeah. way that's the sports, said I shouldn't have that's that, the, way so. the sports world works, is, yeah, we can, take, we can take these athletes or the front office people, the executives, exactly at their word, because it's not like they ever end up going against their word. Chris Del Conte at Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Tom Herman is our head coach. Yeah. Oh. Two weeks later. Two weeks later. Bye. Tom Herman oh, is no Steve. longer our head coach. Hi, Sark. And four minutes later, hey, we hired Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah. It just turns out up. turns out you have to pay yeah. attention to the things these guys say because sometimes yeah. they leave themselves wiggle room and yeah. for Aaron Rodgers to come onto onto the McAfee show and say that, no. I don't believe Thank it. Yeah, I don't believe and, and McAfee's a heel in wrestling right now anyway. You can't trust anything that's on his show. <laughs> He's a this, damn Tom, good heel. They there was a segment on ESPN where they had six people all talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. And Schefter and uh, Dan Orlovsky are going back and forth about it. And Pat McAfee plays the best hype guy for <laughs> Adam Schefter. You have to look up the clip. It's so funny. Mm. You're just like, listen to Schefter. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, he knows what he's talking about. It's so See, good. At that point, at that point, what, what uh, McAfee needed to have was just a picture of Orlovsky running out of the back of the end zone with the line just ready. <laughs> yeah. You're going to trust this guy over Schefter? Yeah, that was <laughs> Man, I both, I both got that. We always that point, and I just got tied. We yeah. always accidentally twist the knife on Ty. And it, that wasn't accidental. I full well knew what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Ty. You're a Detroit fan. It's going to happen. Sorry. That's what you We're get last sorry. week for saying that I was going to pick Buffalo. Or was it two weeks ago when I <laughs> Either way. I remember these things, asshole. Well, you know, we never have to worry about picking Detroit in those situations. Man, just that was just you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Detroit will get the Mormon kid and they'll be back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, the last Mormon kid out there worked out really. Taysom? I was even thinking John Beck, actually. Hmm. He did not work out so oh, hi, well. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Young was pretty what good. Are, what are your thoughts on the AFC Championship game? Uh, the Bills won. <laughs> uh, Grant didn't watch the game this week, guys, so nobody <laughs> update that boy. Yeah. yeah. He was working. Yep. <laughs> we were getting our ass kicked that taps on me. No. 
yeah, the, yeah, the Spag shout out obviously is like the most deserved on that one is because yeah. like he it's like one of those things where it's like he create he creates those moments. It's like he keeps everyone at bay throughout the regular season, but then when he gets into the playoffs and he just does this, like all right, cool, just bring it, and he just knows the players are going to back it up, and it was just it was there was no answer for it, and mm-hmm. right confuse the shit out of Josh Allen. Yep. All right. Well, so well since we're not making picks this week, we want to move on to some NBA. We can talk a little NBA. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, brought something up to you got So the Nets, after their hot start, I don't know two weeks ago, I think, or a week ago, shit. When, uh, yeah, a week shit. ago, I uh, said that the Nets scare me. And then they lost to Cleveland <laughs> two out of three nights. The worst offense in the league. Put up like 140 points on average against. And now them. they want to pull a trade for one of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> potentially two of them. <laughs> Is that what you were gonna say? Sorry, but that, that's just what like what yeah. was in my. I was like, no, like oh, yeah, they want. want those guys? Yeah, I sent a big long text about that. I was like, yeah. they want to trade for McGee or Love, and I'm like, they have not at all an understanding of what their issues are. Mm. It is not. They do not need a stretch four or a dopey backup big. Like if you wanted a. Good backup big. You should have just kept Jared Allen. Mm. But now he's playing for Cleveland. and I would also, rather have had him than DeAndre Jordan. So. I would, too. That was, I mean, I think they kind of had to give him up. Mm. Nobody wants DeAndre. No one's trading for DeAndre yeah. Jordan. And if you want Harden, they kind of had to give him up. But watching mm. them play, I'm, like, I'm just so unimpressed. With Maybe they can get effort. another big if they, like a big that would actually help them out if they trade uh, Kyrie Irving. Because that would be my next move. They're, I don't think they, the the issue isn't their bigs. The issue is they can't defend guards at all. Oh no, I'm just saying I would trade Kyrie Irving. I'm just oh for, yeah, they should. That's a point I also want to make. Like the 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 formula for successful super teams is two of them have to be good to elite defenders. Mm. And Durant is still in that prime where yeah. he can be an elite defender. Right, but. He's probably not going to give that effort on a like until he knows that he can make all the like all those moves and not expend too much energy. He looks great after the Achilles tear, but and he'll probably also be willing to probably would be more willing to exert that energy on defense if he knew that there was somebody else out on the court also bringing it on defense, so he Correct. didn't have to be the ace defender. Absolutely, but they don't have that. They no, no they lost they lost the one guy on their bench that could have been that in. Uh, Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. And mm-hmm. uh, Karis LeVert was also a solid defender. Mm-hmm. He, he was part of the trade, and he's even out for the year um, because of the uh, kidney issue. Mm, something uh, that potentially that trade potentially saved his life. Yep. That's uh, crazy successful how things work on that. Today yeah. On yeah. that. Uh, and LeVert's Best wishes kind, of, to him. kind yeah. of one of those stories where you, you root for him anyways because he had the ACL tear on a mm-hmm. year where he probably would have been a top five pick mm-hmm. right. and kind of revived his career, and then he has this issue. So mm-hmm. he's always a guy who I'm going to root for, especially now that he's with Indiana. And I doesn't that could be something him. big. Like that could be something mm-hmm. big for Indiana next year, where that, mm-hmm. that could be a massive boon for them right. coming in and all of a sudden propel them up into the upper echelon of the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just what I, – I don't even know where you could trade Kyrie and like get the guy back that you need to make that run. Like, I don't think there is anybody available. One potential trade I saw, and it wouldn't be for defense, but it would be interesting, mm-hmm. uh, was trading Kyrie to San Antonio. See, given Popovich seemingly near Popovich the end of his career, one run with Kyrie to see what he can do, getting DeRozan and uh, uh, Murray back. See, 
And Deontay Murray is a solid defender, and DeRozan isn't a bad defender. No, DeRozan's not a bad defender, and DeRozan, DeRozan would be an, a superb three mm-hmm. out of a, a third in a big three. I mean, he is a guy who you have him, Harden, and Harden at the two, him at the three, and Durant out there as the the four, whatever you want Durant to be. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but I think that would be – that would be – two motivated players in Harden and DeRozan as well. Because that's one thing is I've always felt bad for – I've always been a big DeRozan fan, mm. and that guy wanted to be the face of the franchise for Toronto. He wanted to be the guy that mm. led them to the promised land. And, and then they trade him. The <laughs> and then they trade him. Yeah, technically he played a big part in it by yeah. being the, the cornerstone of the Kawhi trade. But that that's something that doesn't go away, especially for a guy who has documented depression mm. issues and, mm-hmm. and has, has tried to conquer that very publicly. And that would be such a cool story to see him go be a part of the big three in Brooklyn and then win a title there. That would be such a cool thing to see happen, especially if they were to beat the Raptors. I don't know if the Raptors are going to even make the playoffs. No, but. not how they're playing right now. They're there's not still good. a lot of season left, so who right, knows? Right, for sure. I think a part of it's also like they're not playing in their home arena. It's kind of a weird year for them. They're playing mm-hmm. in Tampa. And, I mean, they don't have a star. What like would be they, cool is true. What would be cool is if they say they make it to the finals and they face the Clippers, and that would be a lot of DeRozan on Kawhi too. For sure. So that would be that'd be something. And sneakily, the the Clippers are the top seed in the uh, mm-hmm. West right now. The one that I thought of that neither team would do just because of being in the same conference and both players have just gotten there, but I think both teams could benefit from Kyrie for Drew Holiday straight up. It would definitely help on defense. Both teams improve in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milwaukee already has enough defenders, like yeah, Drew, mm-hmm. and to where Drew's a a luxury, but mm-hmm. they don't have that other like score that you can rely on all the time in crunch time. Would Kyrie be willing to? Actually, you know what? That probably would work pretty well. That's Giannis. That's the big story on him. Is like, oh, he, he's not the he's, ball dominant guy. No. It's just when he gets his moments in the post, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and Kyrie would probably be willing to give him, mm-hmm. like, feed him the ball plenty, and then have the ball in clutch. And, you know, in and, and then you get the the ice defender to go with Durant, who's going to help, like you said, bring that out of him. And Drew Holiday, one of the top three wing defenders. In I like the this trade. I'm signing off on it. I, w- I would love to see it, but I don't think either team has the balls to do it. Get Andy Reid in there. He's, he'll show him some balls. <laughs> just some ball. bring in him just like the, 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 the I'm sure everybody's seen <laughs> the balls. meme of, of him as Randy Marsh from South Park with his wheelbarrow. Yeah. Just, here's my balls, everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just have Such him roll up, to, roll up to Milwaukee and Brooklyn and be like, you guys want to get this done? Let's get this done. It's even better once all the dads start like realizing they can use their balls to like just – Pop around town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, I had to bring that up. Yeah. I love that episode. <laughs> uh, but as you can see, I'm repping Jalen Brown. I came to the realization the other day, and you might know this by now. I'm a huge Celtics fan. Um, what? Maybe. Uh, maybe I wear a Marcus Smart jersey regularly on the show. Um, I, but I didn't catch that. There's under Jeez. 10 Celtics. Saints? One of us doesn't belong. He loves Alvin Kamara with all his I know. heart. I, know he <laughs> I bought this jersey because he won me championships. Did you, did you buy it from China? Yes, I did. Good boy. I bought it from China. Yeah. I did not buy American. <laughs> <laughs> not when it comes to jerseys. Markup's too high. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I gave the Chiefs a lot of money when I bought my Mahomes jersey at Arrowhead. So, yeah. Although, technically, that means I helped pay for his contract. So, 
Yeah, that's my investment. I'm okay with that. Okay. That's so, what I'm saying. That's my story. A fun realization, like why it's fun to follow teams. You know this. Your team just, like, football's a different animal. Uh, you can win a lot earlier with a young team in mm-hmm. football, I feel like. Uh, basketball, we had back-to-back years where we had the number three pick. We took Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. This year is the first year where I can say there's under 10 players in the league that I'd trade either of those guys for. Under 10. And Jalen Brown right now is playing better than Jason Tatum, which is insane. He's playing basically the same averages as 2012 Miami LeBron. Mm-hmm. Damn. Unreal. He's the most efficient player in the league. He's an elite defender. And watching him play without Tatum the last few games with the COVID issue, like he has elements to his game that I never even knew that he could, like, that he would develop. And... It's been just really fun to watch. And I, Damn. I, it's, if you follow me on social media the last few days, I've just been like, it's been very much a, lack of better term, a Jalen Brown jizz fest. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, it was, was yeah, All right. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, jizz fest. Jizzed in mm. my pants. Mm. Pants, yeah. jizz in the pants. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, Lock dies it, it's kind of what we talked about with like the going back to like the Josh Allen thing, where it's like when a player adds a different skill set yeah. every year, you want to see it, and you're now seeing the Jalen yeah. Brown, and you're just like, it's like he's I didn't shooting. really add that. It's like that's what and that's Batman what the utility belt and just hits a button. That's what like, the great ones do, man. They focus yeah. in on one element that they can every add year. to their game every off season, and all of a sudden that's something else. Where defense is like, yeah, we've got him figured out. Oh shit. Yeah. One of my like favorite Celtics bloggers, John Corrales, who's an actual former player, he's like Jalen Brown's really been playing at an uh, offense. His offensive game has been at an unsustainable level for a, a sustainable amount of time. Like he, you're just like, ah, oh, that's going to average out, and he's going to be back to like about where he was. And it's just like, wait, he's been doing this for like almost 20 games now, like. That's it's a quarter of a season. This isn't yeah. right. This isn't just like yeah. a flash in the pan thing. This is in just a season like this. That's a third of the now. season. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this it's isn't like a five game sample size. Where like yeah. he looked really good that time. Yeah, it's like my my NBA fandom was very much like oh well I like Pierce was at the beginning of his prime when I so like I've never had that where I'm like yeah we've always had a star player and then it was like oh Pierce and them are gone. And we traded for the star players, and I'm like, yeah, hopefully these guys develop. And now they're there. They're not even 25 years old, and it's just like, oh, we're on the cusp of something. And now Jason Tatum's back, and Kemba's back, and I'm like, let's roll. Let's go. I'm all in. LFG, baby. Yes. Uh, but I'm saying that about the Chiefs, I'm saying that about the Celtics. We're both on the, the same. Sorry, Ty. Did you guys see the LeBron thing the other night with the, when they played the Cavs? No. So at the end of the third quarter, uh, I I didn't I didn't read into it. I saw something about this though. So he, they have the Some ball at the end of the third quarter, and uh, it's a close game between them and the Cavs. And LeBron misses the shot at the end of the quarter, and you see him like look over to the sideline, and he gets this look like, like what? Like, and it's not like the team sideline. It's towards the crowd, yeah. which is all just executives and people that can be in the arena and he just you see him go okay so apparently and i i hope it's dan gilbert because fuck that guy um but apparently when he missed the shot someone from the Cavs front office just went wild it was the end of the third quarter 
Well, Braun went off for 21 points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, it was a one-possession game most of the way. Incredible game through three quarters became a blowout yeah. instantly. Like, what are you doing, Cleveland? Of, of any team you should know, don't piss off LeBron. Yeah. Like, Jesus. God. <laughs> Just LeBron so... doing one of those, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's one of LeBron Funk. was just like, did did really yeah. did you and you see did you just literally like, okay yeah okay, <laughs> and God. just turned it on and like that team like I said they beat the Nets he's twice. 36 like they were he doesn't have it anymore into their own and then they they were playing the Yeesh. Lakers the defending champs ch- tough granted they lost to the Celtics by 40 two nights before that but Gino you know time just saying uh, yeah. You should be dancing. Yeah. Gino time is the best time. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Michael Jackson, sir. <laughs> We're talking Bee Gees. Yeah. Oh, I know me some Bee Gees. I just forgot. Yeah. Brain fart. I'm still excited. It's 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 fun. Yeah. Um. So fun time for all of our. You have fantasy, right? You got fantasy. That's sports. It's all done for the year. You don't do any other fantasy but football. Uh, he tried doing baseball. Yeah. I was going to say. I, I, <laughs> daily yeah. fantasy for I do daily. basketball. Yeah, daily fantasy for basketball. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's weird. I, I do pay attention, but it's like I, I, my love for fantasy is I invest the most money in fantasy football because it pays out for me. And I, I invest fun money in daily fantasies for basketball and all that stuff. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, it pays out. That's why I bought this jersey. So, so, I, how are, if, so I had, if I won championships, I'd be doing stuff like that, too. Yeah. So how are the Red Wings, they're... they're uh, well, the Red Wings, they uh, came out really strong for the start of the season. They uh, split two series with teams that are better than them. Um, and then they played the uh, worst team in hockey, rumored worst team in hockey, uh, the uh, shit Chicago Blackhawks. Um, and then they got and swept heat. by <laughs> the Blackhawks. Swept. So swept. So. That was the Blackhawks' first two wins of the season, by the way. Yeah, it swept... By the Blackhawks, and you say worst team in the league. We're also we have two of our three, two of our three or four best players out for the well, season. We have like four or five, of our including guys the captain. No big deal. Guy was the centerpiece of. It's fine. Guy was the centerpiece of three Stanley Cup it's championships and Jonathan Taves. For you guys. It's it's honestly wishing the best for you, Jonathan yeah. Taves. That's still an undiagnosed illness that he's indefinitely out for. Yeah. The uh, the the issue that we're that uh, obviously Detroit's back and in uh, and by back I mean they're back to being they're going to get a top you know three, four, or five pick, the top ten pick this year, and try to build for the future. Um, there's a lot of people calling for Jeff Blashill's head and just firing him, but also in the same fact, why would you fire somebody and try to bring in a new coach at this point in time? Just let him ride off. His deal's done at the end of this year. It's just kind of one of those things where it's like he hasn't – like if he didn't have the locker room, it would be different, but he has the locker room. The kids want to play for him. He did – he has improved certain players on that roster. I mean, when you just do talk about like – Not talented enough. Just right not now. talented enough. And he has the worst roster – in the NHL, and so honestly, it's a it's a fucking shock that we win games. Like when when you told me if you would have told me last week that we split the series with the um, we split the series with the Blue Jackets and we split the series with the Hurricanes, I would have been like, what? <laughs> and ecstatic. Yeah, it's we play five on five hockey. We have no power play, um, and that is not a recipe for success. <laughs> no, and it was. I mean, it was a rough, rough go for the Hawks out of the gate too. I mean, yeah. that's one of the reasons they started. They had they, their first two games were at Tampa against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Right. I mean, and that's and we we gave up five goals in each game. Yeah. I mean, and it was it was just it's just a rough start to the season. But yeah, when you're missing the guys like Taves and our top three pick a couple years ago, Kirby Doc, uh, out yeah. for the season with a wrist with broken wrist, like 
And just we, bad yeah. stroke of luck, man. When you mentioned that, I mean, these are these are two teams that are literally limping through mm-hmm. the NHL season. And that was before the season even started, exactly. these injuries happened. <laughs> like, uh, we have four guys on COVID and trying to do contract tracing and all that stuff. And COVID is a minimum 20-day, basically, window for uh, NHL. <laughs> yes, because uh, two more Blackhawks just went on the COVID list. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, hockey, It's it's been fun to watch. Uh, the I'm just... Obviously, football season's kind of rounding out, so now my nights end in watching hockey games. But, I mean, there's some teams that um, are underperforming right now. Uh, the Blues. Um, <laughs> it, they're just – their forecheck is not there. They're supposed to be a very, very dominant defensive team, and their forecheck is just not there, and they're letting just everything slide. Um, but, I mean, you're kind of – we saw a massive trade happen uh, with uh, Lane and uh, Dubois. Um, so two big names that are just kind of switching, uh, switching the system and all that stuff. So we have some fun hockey, but literally it's like we were when we were watching NBA for the first couple of weeks. It's like, oh, this is this is that trading punches time, and I can't wait to dive more into NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to get more substance of like stuff that matters because yeah. you you see a lot of the. It's all small sample size yeah. right now, you know. Yeah. And, um, I don't want to jump the gun on certain things and be like, aha, like, because obviously if, if that first week I'd be like, the Red Wings are back, they split the series with the Canes. Yeah, because, you know, the Tigers looked so good out of the shoot last year to start off, the, or was right. that two years ago to start off the season? Mm-hmm. Yep. You were real excited, and then it's like, oh, shit, it's actually... Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I mean, we've made some good off-season moves with the Tigers. And, no, no, um, so, same, same with the Royals. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, like, I'm really excited for baseball. I'm really excited to kind of get to this, like, off-season sort of thing, because... I say, right after the Super Bowl, spring training starts. Right, so. Thing before we end the show, because we're running out of time, but do you think that base or basketball, baseball, and hockey, it's sustainable to do how they're currently just like trying to play out the season like football did, where they're traveling the way they currently are, or do you think it's a mistake to go away from the bubble strategy? Because I, with how frequently those sports play games, it's going to be harder and harder to make those up because you're already seeing teams in the NBA. I don't know about NHL. I assume that there's there's been some postponement. Yeah. but for the most part, there's been like, a lot of guys have to on play the COVID list. Six games in ten days. How many, and it's how, just like, how many games have been canceled for the NBA right now? Like fifty. Quite a few. Like fifty or something. Quite like a few. Like the Celtics had uh, four in in a like a week and a half span canceled, and mm. multiple other teams have had the same issues. Like I just I think they had such a good thing going last year. No no cases right. through. I think the bubble, obviously, the bubble was a really, really great idea. I just think that also, like, the players that were in it, like, there were times where they talked about it where, like, you know, like, I miss my home, I miss my family, I miss this, I miss that. And, and infected play. Yeah, infected play. And then I know that, speaking from, like, the Red Wings, a lot of the guys, like, it's getting, they've even said it's, it's very lonely even with the travel because, like, you can't go out. You go to the hotel, you right. can't go out to dinner, you can't go out this, you can't do it. And so it's just, like, you're not even allowed to be around necessarily your own team. And with no practices and all that stuff, it's just kind of one of those things like you're going to see rosters just be absolute dog shit this year because – and you're, like, trying to keep the guys in it. That's why I said if Blaschel loses a locker room, he's gone. But having the fact that he keeps the locker room in this kind of time, it's mm-hmm. it's hard. It's mm-hmm. real hard. And I think that going down from the stretch is, yeah, there's going to be games that are canceled, but um, hopefully we're on the back end of this, you know, and we can push through, but it's still going to take time. Yeah, I mean – I mean, the vaccine isn't out there enough to be able to say, like, yeah, we're going to get through this soon. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So I've, I've been seeing that a lot. I'm like, man, it's going to be a lot of games to make up at the end of the season. Like, I almost wish that at least basketball would just take two weeks off. Be like, nope, nobody's playing. Mm. 
everybody's going through this COVID protocol, and let's let's move on from there. And like cut X amount of games from the season, and then let's it's go just, I mean, they've already cut ten. Yeah, like they cut ten yeah. to start the year. It's just it's just unfortunate because even if you do that, you're still out there. You're still out there amongst your family. You're still out there amongst yep. going to different cities and everything. And that's one thing I do like what the NHL is doing is like the. The Blackhawks went and started off their season. They're two games down in Tampa, and then they're two games down in Florida. Just mm. knock out that Florida trip all in one, right. all in one swoop. And right. so trying to limit limit being in certain areas, you know, just bouncing around to different mm. different regions of the country mm-hmm. and make sure you're just localized in this area for a couple weeks and in this yeah. area and in this area. Mm. And, yeah, you know, NBA. I applaud them trying to do that. I know the yeah. NBA's tried to do the same. Playing the same team two out of three nights mm-hmm. and understand the same little area but yeah it's just seeing that is like oh man i don't know how sustainable this is if this keeps going but and the problem is if we want to do the bubble though once you have full season with full teams to try to ask them to do the bubble that's that's an extreme thing to ask the players to do right it's one thing when you have them do a postseason right the like the end of the regular season and a postseason but to be like hey regional regional bubbles i don't know maybe regional bubbles but yeah to to ask them to be like from february until june you're doing this yeah. Like that's a high yeah. ask for no, anyone no. for these guys, and I don't think a lot of them would be willing to do it. They wouldn't after last year. Like you saw how down some of those guys got last yeah. year about it. They're like, I just want to see my family. Like the once the families got there, it, mm-hmm. you could tell some guys like were better. Yeah, about like, it. But like I got to see you, they they were miserable for the first because yeah. it was the first. Yeah. Same with hockey. They were they couldn't. Lo- the families didn't get there till the second round yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. So they had went through over a month without their families. So. Yeah, it was just something I wanted to bring up because there's just been seeing more and more games postponed. Yeah. I don't know. But, anyways, uh, that's it for the show this week. Next week, we'll have our Super Bowl prediction, and we'll talk more about... uh, Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl. And scouting. uh, Some of the stuff we're seeing with some of these prospects because there's going to be some surprise prospects, too, from what I've seen so far at the Senior Bowl. I'll only be thinking about this. These guys right here. Just all all this. That's that's all I'm going to be thinking about next week, so... Sorry. Duncan's going to be quiet for a portion of the show and just staring off and be like, <laughs> and then we're going to be like, and the Chiefs. It's going to be like it's going to be like one of the one of the, the Chicago sports fans, except I'm going to be the Chiefs sports fan. Just Mahomes, Mahomes. Do we have time to? Hey, who loss? should uh, who should uh, Jacksonville take if they at their court? Mahomes, Mahomes. <laughs> Duncan. That's not damn available. it, Duncan. Huh? <laughs> Yeah. Do, we, do we have time to run Wasp? Okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> Duncan went and ran Wasp, I guess. All right. I well, we're locking the door because we're not doing this anymore, Duncan. Oh, <laughs> damn it. All right. Um, but, yeah, see you next week. And, like I said, we'll have more information on the draft battle between us and the Spoken. Yeah. <laughs> Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 911, what's your emergency? Una camioneta. Una camioneta que se cruza las vías. Y el tren. Ay, Dios mío. Señora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí. Yo pensé que el que se había cruzado, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... 
mío, qué horror. No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.